Hi, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome back to another episode of Financial Fridays. Did you know that following the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, that in the U.S. there were nearly 1,500 reported incidents of anti-Asian racism in just one month? These included physical and verbal attacks, as well as reports of anti-Asian discrimination in private businesses. Or did you know that in 2018, 38% of Latinx people were verbally attacked for speaking Spanish or were told to go back to their countries, called a racial slur or treated unfairly by others? Why am I bringing these statistics to your attention? While we are still in the midst of BIPOC Mental Health Month, and today I want to speak with you about racial trauma or race-based traumatic stress. And this refers to the mental and emotional injury caused by encounters with racial bias, ethnic discrimination, systemic racism, or hate crimes. Anyone who has experienced an emotionally painful, sudden, or seemingly uncontrollable racist encounter is at risk of experiencing race-based traumatic stress injury. Here in the U.S., Black, Indigenous, and other people of color are most vulnerable due to our living under a system of white supremacy. Race-based traumatic stress can have serious detrimental psychological impacts on BIPOC individuals and within BIPOC communities. Prolonged incidents of racism can lead to symptoms that others experience with other types of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. This can be anything ranging from anger to recurring thoughts of the event or the incident, physical reactions like headaches, chest pains, insomnia, low self-esteem, and all the way through to depression. Direct traumatic stressors include all the direct traumatic impacts of living within a society of structural racism or being on the receiving end of personal racist attacks. So those can be microaggressions in the workplace, looks, stares, or comments while walking down the street, or when trying to buy something in a store, or any experience that someone might have that has this racial undertone. Now there's also something called vicarious traumatic stressors, which are the indirect impacts of living within our system. Also watching videos or pictures of brutal police killings or other experiences that other people of color have had. Of Latinx youth who immigrate to the US, two thirds experience one traumatic event with the most common event reported during their 
post-migration, which was witnessing some sort of violent event or physical assault. So we are all living within this system of systemic oppression and systemic racism, and yet there are more severe impacts for BIPOC people and BIPOC communities. So again, this is just another reminder of the need for culturally competent care and services that enable BIPOC people and their communities to heal from race-based trauma. If you are an individual that you think you are suffering from race-based traumatic stress, you want to seek out help from someone who has a culturally competent approach to his or her work with clients. Because the last thing you want to do is have your trauma re-triggered by someone who doesn't understand your personal experience. So again, I've said it before, as those of us who are listening that may be coaches or healers or therapists, if you are not yourself a BIPOC healer or coach, you want to make sure that you understand and you are learning and you are educating yourself. I am very excited that I am now listed in a site that's called Inclusive Therapists, which includes therapists who are skilled in delivering culturally competent care. And I think that that is very important so that people can heal and feel like that they are being heard, that they are being seen, that they are being witnessed, and space is being held for their experiences. So those are my thoughts for now. Get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh. Hello, everyone. This is Suki Singh, a.k.a. Invest Singh of the Investing Podcast with your weekly Financial Friday tip. If you own a home, now is a great time to take advantage of low rates for refinancing. Now, a lot of banks are giving great mortgage rates under 3% to see if you can qualify. However, you do need a really great credit score and also some funds in the bank so you can make the mortgage payments. So with that said, that is your weekly Financial Friday tip, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach Colette again. Sometimes I have these moments where I think, what is it that I want to share? And it feels like there's a message inside, but it can take a little bit of time for me to get it out. And I'm in one of those moments Now I know that this is the unplugged segment, so I'm going to unpack it a little bit more in the raw than maybe I would. I had this thought about talking about either legitimacy or gaslighting, and I'll delve into both of those as we continue. And then, sure enough, the universe gave me an experience that has led me to believe that this is the conversation that I want to have. So I was leading a webinar on EFT tapping. It was about an hour long and it ended up being that there were a few participants 
and we were going through the process and the tapping and the points and leading through an exercise dealing with one of the participants' issues. And about three quarters of the way into the session, a new participant joined. And so I just kept going on with my tapping process with the person who had shared their issue. And then when we got to the question and answer point of view, the new participant put their camera on and then began to ask the question, well, I don't know if you covered it in the beginning, but I was wondering, you know, where you got your training or how it is that you became to be someone who's leading this process. And, you know, in any other time, any other circumstance, I might not have reacted in the way that I feel like I'm reacting now. I guess in terms of context and full disclosure, the person who came on happens to be a white male. And so I had that thought after I'm also now sharing where I got my training and who my trainer was and resources where this person could find more information on how they potentially could become certified in EFT if that was the path they were choosing. And at the same time, I'm thinking, huh, wondering why this person chose to ask this question. And so it leads me to this concept around gaslighting. And it's interesting, that sense of when you have the sense that there may be an off feeling or a question as to why is the person asking you that, it might be something that is actually a gaslight. So I guess the official term of racial gaslighting is, and I'm quoting from an article that I will share a link to in the chat. Uh, It's an academic document. So officially, it's the political, social, economic, and cultural process that perpetuates and normalizes a white supremacist reality through pathologizing those who resist. Now that's a very academic term and I can relate to the academic term. How it feels on the receiving end though is this sense of questioning my legitimacy or questioning why I would be someone who is delivering this content in this case. Again, as in many situations, we don't always know the intent behind someone's question. And yet we do know of implicit bias and other aspects of systemic oppression and racism that are underlying all of our lives. So when these things happen, I'm always in that situation of, huh, why did that person ask that? Would they have asked that question of someone who was not a black woman? And so these are the situations that I have found myself in over the course of my life, standing up in front of a group of people or delivering a presentation or having a conversation with someone. And I remember when I was younger, when I didn't know what this was all about. And when people would say things like, 
wow, you're so articulate. And initially thinking that something like that was a compliment and then realizing, huh, that's you're so articulate for a black person or for a black woman. And it's very interesting because just the sheer point of making reference to this or pointing these inferences or underlying context to someone and having them react defensively is also part of this concept of racial gaslighting. So if you've ever been told, oh, you're just being sensitive or, oh, that's not what I meant or, oh, no, I, I wouldn't have implied that, again, draws attention away from the comment and the impact or the implications of the comment and then focuses more attention on my reaction to the comment. So this interaction did not occur in that framework. On the session, I chose to just share the information. And yet I walked away from that session focusing on that one question more than, hey, I had a really great session that I led for the people who were there for the whole time. So it's a very interesting concept when you think about it as a, as a black woman that then if I tie it back to legitimacy, if I internalize these questions, if I internalize this disbelief, if I internalize this implication that, oh, someone who looks like you shouldn't be offering this kind of service or doing this kind of work, it could really affect and impact my self-esteem. And that's the dangerous aspect of this type of gaslighting. It's the internalization that then people who experience these kinds of microaggressions and gaslighting then start to believe the narrative. Like, oh wait, should I be doing EFT tapping? Should I be doing life coaching? Should I be doing wellness consulting? Because all of these people are so surprised that I am able to do this. So it's an interesting thought. And I, again, am walking away from the session grateful for the fact that people did participate and grateful that it seems that the majority of the people that were on the session got some ideas and some tips and some strategies to deal with their own issues. And now I guess I also perhaps need to do some tapping around the potential gaslighting that I experienced, right? And I think that that is the point of these unplugged segments, even if they are a little bit more raw and off the cuff than I might prefer. It's to help us to think about that we are human, that we're going to have reactions to things. And myself as a coach and a tapping practitioner and as a wellness consultant, I also aim to unpack these situations. And I also need to myself double down on the tools and modalities that I share with my clients to make sure that I am staying clear, to make sure that I am staying whole. So that's all for me for now. I hope that my sharing my story helps to shed some light on this issue and 
if you have had the experience of having been gaslighted, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be connected to racial gaslighting, right? This is a tactic that people use to manipulate others. It can happen in personal relationships. It can happen in familial relationships. It can happen in the workplace. So I hope that you are now more aware of these situations and can recognize when it may be happening to you. And I also hope that it gives you some sustenance and some courage to know that you also have the power and the authority and the agency to articulate when it happens to you and to be able to assert your opinions and your thoughts in an authentic way, unapologetically. Take care, be well, and we'll speak again soon. So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Fridays segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.